Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. As you can see, I'm still trying to get settled in and find a good place to do all my recording and, and all the other work, so at least this is still kind of ugly, but it's better than that glowing blue weird background with the LED lights I had. It's, you know, I'm just making do with what I got, but hopefully after the holiday season slows down and everybody's back from traveling, I could have a few of my buddies over to try to figure out a better solution. Maybe I'll get creative and do like a pull-down blue screen or something. But um, not too much news this week, just because I guess everybody's still traveling in the holidays and not having time to work on stuff. But I'll jump right into it and report everything I found. DigitalFoundry.com just posted an article claiming what could be the clock speeds and specs of the Nintendo Switch. We're just a few weeks away from Nintendo's official announcement, but they don't often talk about specs like that. So until we pull one open and actually see on the inside, there's really no way to confirm yet. But based on the article, it looks like it's pretty much confirmed that it's um, based off NVIDIA chips. Um, and it's essentially just like a very powerful tablet, really. Um, and there's a few discrepancies because some of the specs that they list don't match up with what the chip could do. But I'll let you guys, or I'll link to the article for you guys to read if you'd like it. But I mean, I do always enjoy speculation, just like everybody else. But nothing until it's actually released, or if the Nintendo reveals the specs. I think it's January 12th when it's coming. Uh, their next event is. So I guess I'll stay tuned for that. Somebody was able to port Wolfenstein 3D to work on a Game Boy Color. So I love little ports like this and fun little projects, and this guy went into pretty great detail to do it. So uh, I have a video and a link to the page up as well, but I just always think projects like this are fun, and if they're able to be played on a ROM cart, I'd love to try one out whenever it's ready. A small update to the N64 VGA project. It looks like Mike Moffat made more progress, and he thinks he's able to be able to make it into something that is sellable, so that way you don't have to do, go through any crazy tweaking, you could just buy it and solder it in, just like any of the other N64 mods. So it's pretty exciting, because anytime there's another way to go about doing something, it just, you know, opens up more options for everybody. And I bet a lot of people would love gaming on a regular VGA CRT, which are way more easy to find than an RGB monitor. So I'll keep everybody updated on the where and how to order, but probably nothing anytime soon. Um, but it will most likely be available in the future. I know I'm going to get one just to try, just for the heck of it. So I'll keep everybody posted. Nintendo just posted pictures of original Zelda documents, such as the hand-drawn maps that the developers used. And I think stuff like this is really cool. Um, I always like seeing how games kind of went through from the design process all the way to the finished thing. And also, um, a couple years ago, Scott got me that Zelda book that showed a lot of the stuff from the different Zelda games, original drawings, and that was most that was like a work of art to me. I mean, I really liked that stuff. I thought it was really cool. So I just figured I would share this with everybody in case anybody else was into it. 
The developer behind the SNES FPGA project has posted another small update, and it's looking like he's making consistent progress. I did reach out to him to see if he wanted to be on the podcast or anything, and he didn't seem very interested, and he also said that it wasn't very likely that this would be a product that he could sell anytime soon, if at all. So, I mean, I don't... I understand how in-depth a lot of this stuff gets, but hopefully uh, it will turn into a product and we will be able to purchase it at some point. And I know a ton of us would be willing to help from anything from the distribution to the actual manufacturing. You know, between all the people that work on the projects in the scene, we're able to get these things made pretty easily. Pretty easily compared to how much it used to be to make things like this. So, um, I'm going to keep supporting the project, I'm going to keep watching his topic on Nestev and watching his videos, and hopefully he'll just keep punching away at it, and someday this will be something we can order. There's a few updates from HD Retrovision. First, their Genesis and SNES component video cables should be available again by summertime. Now, obviously, there's always a chance of manufacturing issues or, you know, component issues, but as long as everything falls into place, it's looking like summertime. They're also um, trying to get adapter cables ready by then as well that will allow you to use them on the PlayStation and Saturn and maybe another console, I think, as well, which is pretty awesome. That way you could have one set of cables and one adapter cable that kind of covers it all. Also, they're looking into selling some of their B-stock, some of their cables that got rejected for manufacturing for many different issues. And some are just cosmetic. And while I always like everything to be pristine, to be honest, I really don't care. As long as the cable performs as well as it should, if it's got a nick in it or, you know, the color's off, I could care less. Um, and I think they said they had a few other cables that had issues, like the uh, stereo jack wasn't working on the Genesis one. But if you plan on using it with your Sega Master System, or if you just want to get stereo from your Genesis and skip the cable altogether, it's a non-issue. So, um, good news for anybody that's been waiting for those, because they're by far my favorite way to play those older consoles on consumer-grade CRTs. It just plugs right into the component input, works perfect. Um, and I even use them on my Plasma TV um, before I had my, uh, before I brought my RGB monitor with me to New York, because it's a zero-lag solution. So, of course, it's not going to be as crystal clear as going through an upscaler, but having no lag, I, I would take that any day. So, um, yeah, uh, hopefully we see more products from those guys, because I really like the stuff that they put out. And uh, they also had an update to their sync jitter issue. So I noticed this on one of my TVs, but basically um, some TVs are don't follow the exact video specifications. So when they designed their cable to spec, they sent the signal down, and some TVs that just aren't made right don't accept it properly. And that's what kind of makes the, you'd see it kind of do one of these on TV. Um, I've seen it affect a few different ways, but um, another fix that they said that might be able to work for it is just running it through another device. So if you have an AVR or maybe even powered component switch or something, sometimes that actually solves the problem as well. But hopefully they'll be able to figure out a workaround for it eventually. But for now, um, I really don't find it a problem on any of the main TVs that I've used and certainly not on any of the CRTs that I've used. Um, so anything more from those guys and I'll keep you updated. The AVS is currently back up for pre-order. So the AVS is that FPGA-based Nintendo that outputs 720p. And they ran out of stock, but more is coming in a few months. And rather than just have an out-of-stock message, Brian decided to actually put it back up for pre-order. 
except now as a discount, just as a, I'm sorry for not keeping stock, he's lowered the price a little bit. So that way, if you're stuck waiting for an AVS, you can get it at a discount now, which I thought was a really cool thing for him to do. So once again, I'd love mine. I really don't have any complaints, especially when you consider the price. And now for 170 it's it's a worthy toy to buy. So if you're into NES and you really want to play on an HDTV, this is the cheapest solution at the moment and really no complaints about it. Double Dragon 4 is going to be released on January 30th on PS4 and Steam. It looks like the same side-scrolling beat-em-up that we all knew as kids, so hopefully it'll be true to the originals and it'll be a fun game. I'm looking forward to trying it out, and if I have any, you know, any major thoughts on it, I'll definitely report back again, but I'm just expecting it to be a decent game that's the, the next revision in the series. And lastly, a prototype of the unreleased game Dragon Sword was just released for the N64. I have a link to the page, which also contains the ROM and a lot of background information, but I still don't have my N64 EverDrive with me, so I, uh, um, I'll rely on you guys to see if that works on original hardware. Um, let me know if it does, and let me know if it's a decent enough game to try. Okay, now on to the Q&As. Corey from My Life in Gaming posted in regards to using the Turbo EverDrive with the Super Graphics, so I'll just read what he said for uh, people listening. Um, if I understand it correctly, the issue with the Turbo EverDrive and the Super CD Duo, Duo R, and Duo RX systems is that it causes fighting between the EverDrive and the RAM in the system if you launch the BIOS using the Turbo EverDrive. The RAM in the console will eventually win this fight, but it causes a bunch of unnecessary wear and tear on the console or EverDrive and may cause premature failure in one or the other. The patched BIOS file, created by Elmer on PCEngineFX.com and included in Smoke Monster's ROM packs, will fix this issue. But it only works with the Turbo EverDrive version 2 because that has its built-in RAM. The version 1 has no RAM and the fix simply won't work. For those users, just take the Turbo EverDrive out of the system to boot the CD BIOS. So, seems pretty clear to me. Thanks, Corey. I really appreciate it. Next, in regards to the MSX to SMS conversions, Mr. Vivan Bastard 2, <laughs> I'm sure I got that name wrong, but that's funny, um, he posted a bunch of information about what exactly that is, and he said the SMS and the MSX share much of the same hardware, um, although the MSX had a more primitive display chip, which the Master System is a superset of. And what they're doing is adding the setup code to switch the right modes and remapping the memory addresses from the MSX to the Master System space. Some games require much more in-depth hackery to make them work, but both use the same CPU running at the same speed, so it's not impossible to make happen. They also both use the same chip that the ColecoVision and SG-1000 was using, and is the basis for both the Master System and Game Gear chips. The memory map and ID ports are different, though. And one other thing was the sound was different from the SMS, so that also requires some hacking to get right. Uh, I guess the SN76489 chip versus the AY38910. But they're running just about the same code on just about the same hardware. I guess there could be some issues if the MSX games relied on a particular interrupt mode that wasn't supported by the Master System. But even the PlaySonic MSX, MSX expansion adds the Sega VDP and allows you to play Master System games on an MSX as well. So the two systems are really similar. 
The one thing that I did notice, though, is that the these conversions will not run on a Genesis, because I believe the Master System itself still has some of the SG-1000 hardware in it, whereas the, ga uh, the Genesis just has the Master System hardware. So if I got that wrong, please uh, please correct me, but thank you to Mr. Vivenbastard2 for the update. Uh, I really appreciate the knowledge, because I always love things like this, but I, I hate not knowing where or why they came. So that was pretty clear to me. Thank you very much. And lastly, Lurch666444 posted in regards to the origin of console ROMs, because we've been talking a lot about that the past few weeks with those 3.5-inch cartridge dumpers and things like that. So he said um, they came from what's known as the scene, um, when there were groups releasing commercial games within a private network of people, often a few days before they became available in stores. These cartridges were usually dumped using those devices we talked about, like the Super Magic Drive, Super Wildcard, and things like that. And sometimes the ROMs needed cracking to get the protections removed. Interestingly, the newer version of these cartridges dumping, dumping devices didn't need floppy disks. You could link them up to a computer with a parallel printer port and transfer the ROMs back and forth that way. So I vaguely remember a lot of this from back in the day, and I also remember why there are things called no intro ROMs, because a lot of the people who did the dumping of these put their own little intro at the front so that, you know, like if I did it, it would be like, oh, retro RGB ripped this, and then the game would start, which is pretty annoying, in my opinion. I get why you did it, though, but um, I, I still am always fascinated by these, and Smoke Monster actually emailed me links to places where you could still get these ROM dumping tools that can go onto a floppy disk, and while I would love to try them out, um, I just, I have a lot of things that I'd love to buy and test, and I don't have the money to buy those, so maybe if anybody in the New York area has one of those and, you know, wants to show me and do a video with it or something, that'd be pretty awesome, but, um, yeah, thanks for the update, I really appreciate it. Well, that's about it for this week. I actually had a guest planned, Justin, a.k.a. the Goodwill Hunter, one of my good friends. Um, the only reason he actually hasn't been on the show at some point yet anyway is because we always talked about, hey, when you come back to the East Coast to visit, we got to go out and you know, hit up some game stores and a barcade and, and do a video that way. And we had plans to do it Monday, but I ended up getting really drunk with my brother on Sunday and was too hungover to do anything on Monday. <laughs> so... A little embarrassing. I don't usually get that way. Uh, massive hangover. Couldn't really even do anything. It's one of those like your whole body hurts, and the, then you get the waves where like you feel like okay, I think the hangover went away. I think this is fine. And about five minutes later, that wave comes back, and you're like, oh god, it's still here. I'm still hungover. I want to die. So I thought that would make a pretty terrible video, and I didn't want to drag Justin around through that. So sorry, dude. Hopefully we'll get to do this again soon because. He's the one that helped me get so much stuff for the website when I was first starting out, and still to this, to this day. But he also has some great tips on how to find rare consoles and how to get good deals on stuff. So I really want him on here at some point. Um, and also, another thing is, uh, do I still call the Q&A section Q&A? Because a lot of the stuff is just really awesome info that you guys post in the comments that I want to share with everybody else. So if there's a better name for it, let me know. But... You know, I'll always be willing to answer any questions anybody has, but I always really like sharing all the awesome stuff people share with me. So if you think of a better name, let me know. But if not, Q&A it is. So that's it for this week. Uh, like I said, I'll be back next week with better stuff. Uh, and depending on who I can get to hang out over the weekend, uh, maybe even a better background. I know I'm pushing my luck here, but we'll see. So thanks again, and I'll see you guys next week.